Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by There and Federated Insurance. Welcome to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. I want to think, I want to have you think back to a job that you had before you owned your business. Did you have good expectations in place of what was expected of you? Uh, did you know what your bosses were looking for for you to grow to the next level? Um, did, were there systems in place to train you or did you just have to shadow the owner for a long time? Um, what kind of systems were in place for operations? And did that make you a more effective employee, right? Uh, today's episode, we've got a really good friend of mine here. He arguably is the best man that I know because he was in fact the best man in our wedding. Uh, his name's Ted Pierce. Uh, Ted's been along a lot of journeys with me uh, throughout my life. And, and we worked together at Red Robin in college. That's where we met at. Uh, he was worked with me with student painters for a few years. Uh, and so I want to kind of talk through the systems and everything in place just that we had together in those working environments and what we saw worked well, what didn't work well, and how you can apply that into your business. And so I hope it helps Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Ted, my man, welcome to the show. Thank you. I knew I was going to get you on here sooner or later. We decided to find the right topic. And then I started brainstorming about all of our work experiences together and how that can be a benefit to people. And I was like, I think we got it. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you, first of all, for bringing me on to the podcast. I greatly appreciate this uh, this honor once again. Yeah. Um, but uh, first of all, since you did say that I was your best man, I got to get a little excerpt from, uh-huh. from the best man's oh, speech. Good. Uh, good. Rule number one, but we'll keep it PG like you said. That's fine. So in a marriage, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't have both. Right. So because, you know, happy wife equals a happy, happy life, wife. right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you had like the best was a list of 10 things. Yes. You yes. had the best list of 10 things. I wish somebody <laughs> had it on video, but I appreciate every year on our anniversary, Ted sends Christina and I both that same list again, just to keep us in check. So it wasn't like a best man speech once. Right. We get it every year and I love it. It makes yeah, my day. Yep. Constant reminders. Make yes. sure you guys stay intact. More yeah. so you. Exactly. 100%. 100%. But yeah, a little bit about me personally, uh, married to my wife, Shauna, for about eight years now. Um, You know, two kids, uh, Maddie and Cece, ages four and two, uh, personally. And then professionally, um, uh, I work at Hilti as a um, division project manager, where I go throughout the Midwest working on large industrial projects, um, facilitating the Hilti resources, um, you know, to those customers. Awesome. That's awesome. So um, I love it because, you know, I've seen, obviously we've kept in touch probably weekly, arguably, um, ever since we met the bit. first time. It's like the first night we met each other. I'll never forget. Like it was like the classic, like stepbrothers thing. Like, did we just become best friends? Like, <laughs> yes. and we've never looked back. Right. right. Just very organic. Uh, right. And so um, I'm, I'm, I, who knows what's going to come out in this episode. We're going to try <laughs> to keep it PG as Ted mentioned um, and make it relevant to you guys and not just make this a like fun Ted and Chris reminiscing of all the the fun times together. Um, Ted mentioned before we started recording this that it was 15 years ago when we yeah. started working together, which kind of made me feel really old, honestly. So <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. But um, but we want to make this episode focused on 
systems and expectation settings, like SOPs, because I think systems and expectations of your employees really kind of go hand in hand. Um, a lot of times, you know, a lot of things in business talk about systems and then you have like, you know, how do you set expectations? But I think a lot of it can kind of go together. Um, and like I said, thinking back through our experiences at Red Robin, thinking back through student painters and the, the model and the systems we had to have in place and that, I was like, there's a lot that we can talk about for business owners. And so there's a few things I want to start out. I want to start out with the Red Robin and the expectation side. Um, I didn't even have to look at the team member handbook to bring these up, but I remember as we were servers there, there was a few things, there was probably five or six things we were measured on, but I remember these three really clear as day. Um, number one, we were expected to greet every table within 30 seconds of the guest sitting down. By the time the guests sat down and got settled that we had 30 seconds to go at least greet them and say, hi. Um, we always stopped by and, and checked in on them within one minute of the last guest taking the first bite of their food. I know that's like a tongue twister. Mm -hmm. You got to think about that first guest or last guest, first bite within one minute. And then lastly, the end of the customer experience, we always brought the check within one minute of the first guest taking their last bite. I'm pretty sure that's how that one went. Uh, maybe it was last guest, last bite anyways. So I say that to say, and again, that's, that's been 15 years ago. And that is still like ingrained in my head. Um, it's safe to say that like we knew what was expected of us, right? How do you feel like that made you a better server? So from my perspective, um, and probably yours as well, is like when I first started there, I had zero restaurant experience. So it helped us, you know, just know what that culture was, yep. what was expected of us and a very systematic approach from, you know, cause I took a few different roles. I started off as a busser and I started off as serving, you know, um, and then a mixologist or bartender, what have you. Um, so you, in those different roles, you just knew what was expected of you through all those training and processes. So yep. you just knew how to, um, you know, just be a better person to your guests. Like you said, it's, they're a guest, not a customer, right. right? That way on the flip side of it, the customer, sorry, the guests knew what to expect every time they came in. Yep, exactly. I'm Prithvi County, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. Well, and I think too, like for me, again, I had zero restaurant experience. I started as a buster and then we kind of graduated into the serving prior on the same time. And, uh, and I was, I was better than you were at it, but, um, but you know, I Debatable. think, uh, yeah, but for me, if like we would have went, let's just say to a mom and pop restaurant, um, with no systems, no expectations, no real training. Right. And they would have been like, Hey, we need you to just go take care of the tables. Me, I would have been like, 
can't be that hard. Just take care of the tables. Right. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't have known anything. Like, I really feel like knowing like, oh, this is how we're supposed to do this. That was like, oh, okay, now you just go do it. And if you do that, you're going to give the customers great service, which in turn for us as servers, we make more tips. Mm -hmm. Typically it goes hand in hand. Not always. There's people out there. Don't be that person. Right. Well, after I worked at Red Robin, I did go work at a few other restaurants and one of them didn't have that training or process in place. Right. So it was a little bit more chaotic and unstructured. Yeah. Um, Now the customers there were, uh, the guests there were different. It was more, you know, because restaurant, uh, Red Robin is more so kind of a faster pace, but casual. Yeah. Um, you know, dining to where I went to more of a formal, so it was okay. It could, could be a little bit more drawn out and stuff, but right. still is a little bit more chaotic behind the scenes if you did, didn't know what was going on behind there. Well, and I'm sure you going from structured, a little bit faster pace, what's expected to a slower pace restaurant and not knowing what was expected. You're like, is it okay that I'm doing three minutes to greet them instead of 30 seconds, right? Right. Like I'm sure for you, that was like even harder to go from one to the other. Do you remember, I don't remember the exact time frame, but like how often they checked in and evaluated us on these things? So I know like your, our managers in the area would, would, constantly kind of keep in check with you. But then we also, I think what was it, maybe it was called Jim, where they had a designated employee who would um, sit down at a booth and check different tables from different sections and make sure you are, you know, hitting those points. And not even just from the server perspective, it was the host, the server, um, the busser, the, you know, uh, from the back of house, you know, of the restaurant. Kitchen. The cooks, yeah. correct, um, and make sure that the burgers were on point as well, too. So it checked all the different boxes. So I think that was a big thing. And it's funny because Red Robin was probably like the first, I want to say real job I had, but first job that wasn't like a family friend or somebody I knew that was just like, hey, we need help. Come work with us. Um Although that's kind of how I got into Red Robin too, is our friend Chad was like, Mm -hmm. hey, we need help. Like, I actually had to interview and like, I didn't know anything, right? But it was like a first like real company to go work for. Yeah. Um, And I remember that like, okay, there's all these expectations, right? And then like just everything, the checks and balances, you know, like like you said, I know every week it's, I'd say probably at least once a day, managers would stop and sit. And just even if it was like for 10 minutes, they would just check and time some stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had the more formal, I don't know if it was quarterly. And I know monthly our managers would sit down, you know, a little bit more and and check some of this stuff. But there was so many checks and balances and systems in place and checkoff sheets and like everything in place that kept that restaurant running like a well-oiled machine. Like, I don't know that we were one of the busiest ones. I know Fairviews was pretty close, but like we did a lot of volume at that restaurant. Yeah. And that, it was because the managers took their job seriously because and made us take our job seriously and stick to the systems and expectations the company outlined. And I think for us, like just being young and not really having even before there and being in college and just kind of learning you know, what's kind of to come within our future, right? It laid a solid foundation for us to understand, like, this is kind of a corporate aspect, right, of what training is going to be like from, you know, just having what the, understanding what those SOPs are and taking that training and taking that to your next jobs. Well, and the one thing I like about it too, and and I think a lot of companies should always be set up in a win-win with their team members, you know, employees, whatever you want to call it, and the company is, these checks were beneficial to us, right? Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't just like, are we living up to the corporate standard? It was like, hey, if we're not taking care of our guests, we're probably not getting as much in tips, right? Right. Um, Again, I'd say 80% of the time, there's a direct correlation there, right? So it was good for us to know 
that like, oh shoot, it's actually taking me two minutes to get back to them. Okay. I need to work on that and speed that up. And then I would take better care of my guests. And then, you know, like, so it was built in a win-win relationship, both between both corporate, the customer experience and the money that we would make as servers. Right. And I think for even a lot of contractors, like when you have these things, it would be important to have it set up in a win-win compensation structure for your employees. Right. Absolutely. I think going back to it of, you know, trying to, at least in the restaurant experience, you're trying to have that repeat business, right? Yeah. You want people to keep coming back. You want to have that they, when they come in that door at Red Robin, they know the experience that they're getting is going to be quick if needed, or they can kind of casually, you know, take their time, but it's going to be, everything's going to be very prompt and it's going to be in order. Their food's going to come out in a good time. Cause you know, I remember going back to the trainees, it was, you know, our target guests were kind of people on the go, right. Yeah. You know, to and from, soccer practice to and from the movies or whatever you know or their casual frequent customers came yep. every every friday night or <laughs> yep. every other week yep yeah yeah and i mean i think the whole the whole experience i think was designed to be able to get people in and out in like 30 to 40 minutes mm-hmm. right I, even uh, under that i mean definitely like under that if they wanted to mm-hmm. like our processes were in place and especially if we knew people were in a rush i mean we'd have guests in and out in 20 25 minutes right, right? which for ter- table turnover when you're on yeah. a wait is great right yeah, absolutely So it was really cool to work kind of in that environment. You know, we were able to kind of do a little bit of training. I think you did a little bit more training other people probably than I did, um, at least on the server end of it. But how do you think having like the SOPs, the standard operating procedures and having the team member handbook and having everything so systematically laid out, like how do you think that that helped aid you as a trainer to train other people because you had the systems in place. Right. So since I already knew what those were, it made training that person more efficient, right? It didn't have to go back. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I got trained on this, you know, eight, 10 months ago, right? I don't remember what it is, but no, it's the same thing that you've been learning the entire time or they've been checking it the entire time. So it made that that process go smoother of training that person and how to uh, approach it for them because you had the experience, you know what to expect and what they're going to know what to expect as well going right. forward. Well, and, and I love it too, because I mean, they gave all of us a team member handbook for whatever we were doing, right? Whether you're a busser, a cook, a server, a, mm-hmm. a bartender. And I mean, there was a lot of times that they would be like, well, refer back to the book. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a question I get from a lot of our clients is, okay, we have SOPs now for our painters. Right. How do we get them to use it? And I'm like, well, if you're answering every question they have, you're not using the system, Mm -hmm. right? If you're pointing them back to, okay, well, what should you do next? Well, what's next on the SOP list after where you just finished up at, right? Right. Or what's next on the work order? What's next on the systems you have Mm -hmm. to answer those questions to train them on that? Because then guess what happens when they're training a new employee? You're pointing them to the system. It doesn't become Ted's way of being a server at Red Robin. Mm-hmm. You're pointing them to the system, right. right? And I think having that, you know, team member handbook, they they wrapped, you know, all of our policies, procedures in with the SOPs together. But it, I remember like it was very clear 
it was very simplistic. Like we knew as a server, I think there was like maybe six metrics that they checked us on with some of that stuff. Um, but it was very clear. It's like, here's the six things you need to do to take care of your guest. Here's all your other responsibilities. Here's mm -hmm. how you use the computer system. This is what you're responsible for. If you open, if you close, like there was the additional things, but like, as far as doing your core job, it was very simply laid out. Here's the six metrics you need to do to take care of your guests. All right. Absolutely. And that's, you know, there's a lot of time and investment put into that. And so when you do make those SOPs, doesn't mean you can't kind of tweak it as you go because you're going to learn different processes along the way. Right. You know, so like you said, go back to it in that way. It is a very systematic approach. It's not playing the telephone game. I train that person and that person just kind of remembers everything and tries to train the next person, right? Yeah. You have a standard, a standard procedure of what you need to refer back to from every, you know, going down from the next person to the yep. next person, the next person. That's good. Yeah. Cause if not, by the time you get to the eighth person removed from you training, like they're holding the brush, like completely right. the opposite way, right. Yeah. Or whatever it is. So, um, no, I, I think like you said, having those SOPs, making them easy. Um, you know, you just mentioned something about like, you know, focusing back on, the, the, the time that goes into it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that we hear from people is like, I need to create SOPs. I want to create SOPs, but I haven't done it yet, or I'm not doing it, or I don't have the time to do it. And I look at it like this, sometimes taking a few extra hours out of your week to do something that will eventually get some of your time back, mm -hmm. not to mention make your business more efficient and run better, but just to get some of your time back. Right. Like, I think that is such a huge thing that people don't understand. It's actually an investment, right? If, if you think like the dollars and cents, you know, we talk about investment versus expense a lot in mm -hmm. business. It's the same thing with SOPs and systems is you're actually investing some time now into the future of your business to save some time on the back end. Because if you have a system and you have the SOPs and it makes training two days instead of four days. Right. And you always point back to that to where you're not the magic of answering all the questions you're getting a lot of your time back down the road, mm -hmm. but people don't see that immediate. They see is like, I don't have five hours to do this. And I'm like, well, okay, then you're never going to have five hours to do it. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you got to buckle down and make it happen. Yeah. It's definitely an investment of your time to, yeah. to get it back in the long run. For sure. Um, all right. So let's fast forward a, a little bit after Red Robin. <laughs> um, I had my internship with student painters, had a great experience with it. Um, and I, I remember calling you and I'm like, Ted, you got to come do this. Right. <laughs> and I knew you were going to be a great fit for it. I, again, having the working history together and stuff, I knew it would be great for you. Do you remember what your training was like just the whole first year as a branch manager with student painters? And I would argue you probably had more work experience in different restaurants and stuff. Cause a lot of times we were hiring 18, 19, 20 year old college students mm -hmm. for these positions. So you even had a little bit more experience, but do you remember what your training was like your first year with student painters? Yeah. My, the, I think I guess going back to the, what the typical training was, I, I took a little bit of a different route since I wasn't in school at the time. Um, so it was, I took it on more hands-on from the very beginning, but That's right. the approach was really, you know, in the beginning is, you know, you have that weekend seminar, right? Where you are taking those two days, two or three days to learn what the process is of running yep. a business, you know, right. from marketing, estimating, production, training, what is that going to look like throughout the rest of the year? Right. Yep. And then after that weekend, after, you know, drinking from a fire hose, you're like, what the heck am I going to, what am I getting myself yep. into, right? But then you go into the field with your manager and you were my manager at the time. And since you had the experience, we went back to, you know, 
those you know Basics. SOPs essentially what yep. it was and put those things that we learned from that weekend into practice. You yeah. know, going out and marketing, going out and estimating and building up your clientele, right? And then starting going with the hiring process, right? So we had it set up to where there was, you know, your manager every step of the way to help you help guide you into those different uh, scenarios. Um, that's great. When I remember too, like, <clears throat> as we were talking about Red Robin, again, after Red Robin, like I just assumed <laughs> that that's how every company operated, <laughs> right? Like every yeah. company has systems and expectations and SOPs. And then when I went to work with student painters, they had the same, mm -hmm. right? And so it was easy for me to just, I was used to it, like, tell me what I need to do and I'm going to go do it. Right. And just mm -hmm. follow the process and like it works. And so I kind of just made that assumption. Right. And, and I think, you know, looking back at it, like, again, that system with student painters, like Charlie and, and Steve, who owned the other part of the company, like they didn't just create that overnight. Right. right? Like that was years of evolving updating mm -hmm. okay hey this is actually a weakness we have like what can we do to standardize a procedure for this or to put a better system in place for this and you know even the the seven years that i spent there we continued to evolve right we had new ways of sharing data and looking at stats mm -hmm. and new ways to track things and things to simplify and all these different things and <clears throat> i remember like from the moment, even for us, that we would start recruiting, we had systems and we had checklists and we had a process. And every time we hired a new manager, a new intern, in your case, the first year as a branch manager, we had an expectations meeting with you. Um, we always offered parent expectation meetings too, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes parents would be like, oh, I don't know if this is the right internship for my son. So we'd have a meeting with the parents if they wanted it. We had this in place. And then we started having some pre-training seminars um, that evolved later on so that it wasn't so much drinking from a fire hose that weekend, right? Like we had all of these things in place and just very easily laid out that if you follow the system, it works, right? Hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good and using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. And so what, you know, do you remember some of the, like how we put the estimating system together? Because again, we were training 18 to 21 year old college students or post-college students, how to paint a house that never had any painting experience. You hadn't really had painting experience. Mm -mm. I mean, you were smart, like you were kind of a handy person, like I was, but like you never picked up a paintbrush either. No. Right. Like, do you remember going to estimate paint jobs, having no clue how to actually paint them? Yeah. I mean, I think the, I remember even the first one we sold was a door trim, $75 dollars <laughs> job. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. What and, a whopper, and just man. doing that on my own. I mean, yeah. it's a small job. You're not going to hire anybody for that. But at the same time, yeah, it's like, I going to run a painting business, but I don't know how to paint. So I took it a perspective like, all right, well, I have a lot more free time than, you know, the typical maybe uh, branch manager in this situation. So I'll take advantage of it. I'll start doing some small production jobs and get my hands on it yep. and stuff. So it made it easier for me to understand, all right, when I go through doing this door of, you know, power washing, priming, painting, so on and so forth, knowing what that process is and then 
going through an experience in it myself and being able to relate that to other people, right? Yep. And even be in the trenches with them too. I think that was a big perspective that a lot of my employees liked is that I was there with them yeah. along the way, right? Now, I wasn't there every single day, no, but, you know, on those hotter summer days, 100 degree heat, you know, we were, I was in the trenches with them painting. So, and then helping them guide along guide along through the process and make sure that it they are in order and they're going through the process, right? Yep. Because then if not, then your production is going down, right. you're losing money and labor and stuff. And so you want to make sure you're running a profitable business. Yeah. No, it's funny. You just said a hundred degree heat and it made me think <laughs> of that actually the summer before you were an intern with this, I hired you for like a couple of weeks yes. at the end of the summer to help yeah. us paint that house in Mascuda. Yep. I remember. I remember who it was. I remember it was her mom's house, like yeah. the house she lived in, somebody we went to college with and like, dude, it was like a hundred and five. Yes. Thank God they had a pool that we all got in every mm-hmm. afternoon. Like we'd work yeah. from like eight to one and then just get in the pool the rest of the day. But even at that, like we were proactive about that of not doing stuff in the middle of the day, right? Like it's you're you're not being productive when it is that hot out. And if you are working in the sun, like <laughs> there's no point. So we had those processes in place of knowing when it is hot, you go work earlier in the day, wait till it kind of warms, uh, cools off a little bit, work at the end of the day. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's funny because I tell people, you know, when I go speak for Sherwin Williams, you know, all over the country and stuff. And I always like, we talk about this and it always goes back to like student painters. how do you get started in the industry and you know, all this stuff. And, and I start sharing with them and I'm like, yeah, like we literally would sell, like, it's so crazy to think about this. And there's other college painting companies out there still to do this. I know student painters are still around and like, we would go sell thousands, tens of thousands of dollars worth of work in the springtime that mm-hmm. we weren't going to paint till summertime when school was out. And we had no clue how to even paint Ted. Like if that doesn't show you that there were systems in place mm-hmm. and training procedures, nothing will. Right. You know, and was every job a, a 10 out of 10 with no callbacks? No, but guess what? Most business owners still have callbacks. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like our callback ratio was 50%. We wouldn't have survived. We wouldn't have made it. Right. Um, but it's just so funny that like we had the systems down to a T. Like we knew how to train you guys for painting. We mm-hmm. knew the process you needed to go through for this. Could we have got better in areas? Yeah, of course, every business owner can, but the systems were there. Yeah. And I think we believed in it as well, too. Like yeah. we, we believed in the training and the resources that we had available to us. Right. Yep. Because with student painters, you know, they would be able to provide the, the marketing material, the, um, you know, the HR documents, the yep. insurance, right. Yep. You know, the, uh, the product lineup with Sherman Williams and stuff. So like they put a lot of things into place, like you said, from the beginning, like they, they adapted with, um, you know, with hiring people if given the proper resources for them to be successful. Yeah, exactly. When I think it goes back to hiring the right people mm-hmm. too, right? You had to hire people that were coachable. Yeah. You had to hire people. And I think it's same for a lot of contractors hiring painters. You got to find people that are coachable. You got to find good people. There's a reason why I called you and I was like, Ted, you should look at like, you need yeah. to come work with us this summer. Right. And you crushed it for, were you there three years? Yeah. Three years. That's what I thought. Um, you know, and just like, there's so many things about it. And I was like, I know you're the perfect person. You're like, and that's what I loved about that opportunity. Just like every business owner, like you get out of it, what you put into it. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. I knew you were going to do well with it. Um, you know, and, and I think through again, just like I, I've been, as I was putting this outline together, I thought through like everything that we've gone through work together in and stuff. And like, when you think about it, most employees fail because there's not the right training. There's mm-hmm. not the professionalism. There's not the systems, mm-hmm. right? And we set them up for failure, unfortunately. And it's funny because we've, I've kind of been thinking more and more about that branch manager theory we had with student painters. And why do business owners not do that? 
you've got somebody that's kind of entrepreneurial minded, mm-hmm. let them go run a branch of your business and give them a profit share. Right. You pr- you've got the insurance, you've got the payroll service, you've got the, like everything you need. If you've got the right people, like why is that not more of a thing? So more to come on that um, down the road, not in this podcast, but later on down the road. But I think it's intriguing. Like I think it's such a win-win for people. And if you're ever worried about losing somebody to go start their own business, there's always a way to make that work. Yeah, it's all about the risk. I it mean, is. that's what you take when you are going into a role like this. I think for me, it was I had went to SIUE with you, and we both were going through the entre- entrepreneur uh, classes and stuff. Yeah. So we had that mindset already. Yep, we did. We did. Um, so the last thing I want to kind of bring up here, I'm proud of it. We've kept this like really yeah. professional too. I don't. I don't know <laughs> if I'm proud or disappointed. Like, um, I'm mostly proud actually. So thank you for that. Um, you know too much about me for everybody else to hear, but. Um, that, that shows a level of trust right there that I would still brought you on the show. Um, although I could edit it out, doesn't matter. So as it relates to McDonald's, right? McDonald's is like infamously known for their systems, right? That you go buy into a McDonald's franchise because you're buying into the system and what it produces, right? You don't go buy into a McDonald's cause, just because you want to sell burgers and fries to your family and friends. Like you're buying into the system. So how were some of the systems we had with student painters, like the mentorship with Charlie, you know, as the owner, um, how do you think that allowed you to be so successful in your three years with student painters? I think, like you said, it would just kind of goes back to the trust level. I went through, um, you know, you had gone through it before. Right. And I went through the training through the weekend and stuff and things were clicking. Right. Yep. So I think understanding what that process was, even though I didn't know how to paint, but I was going <laughs> to yeah. run a painting business, you know, it's a risk. Cause you're like, I'm going to be doing all this. And I just don't know. Yeah. So going through that weekend was definitely helped me gain that level of trust and understanding. Okay. Well, they're going to help me with this. They're going to help me with that, you know, from, you know, top to bottom, really left to right. Right. And I'm going to have a friend along the way. Right. Yep. You know, someone I've, I've already worked with and stuff. So it wasn't someone who came out of the blue. Right. So I think a lot of it just came back to trusting uh, the experiences that you had, you know, and the people that you've already made connections with within there um, between, you know, Charlie and Ben, you know, those were my levels of influences outside of you of to understand and trust that system. Well, again, the system was set up to be a win-win for everybody, Mm -hmm. right? Like if I helped you win at a high level and make really good money, you're happy, right? My compensation was pretty much directly based off of that, like how well you did and the company's well-being, the better you did, the better the company did. Like it was a business model that was had everybody's interests aligned. Mm-hmm. Right. And I talked to Nick Slavic, you know, a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about like his bonus compensation plan for his production managers, his estimators, like his crew, like everybody in the company's bonuses are aligned in the same direction. Right. It's this gross profit and here's the percentage bonus you get. Right. And from everybody, from the estimator, every part of the process, everybody's aligned. And I think that's why student painters work so well. And I think if most business owners can think through your business model and make sure that your estimators are incentivized to have profitable jobs, same thing with your production manager, same thing with your crew leaders, like your office, like everybody wins and loses together as a team. Mm -hmm. Right. And for me, I just think I, I think that's something we don't see in businesses enough. Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. Nice job allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. So 
Um, how did, here's one of my last questions for you. This isn't in the outline, so watch out. Um, Curveball. How did like these experiences, again, when we talk about expectations, when we talk through systems, like how has that set you up in your, the role that you're in now with Hilti? I was going to ask you the same question. Oh, uh, were you? <laughs> I really were was. You? Good. But I think going back to it, I think it helped lay a foundation, right? Of going into new roles after, after student painters from working, um, you know, as a waterway as a manager, um, enterprise rent a car, car sales, and now to my role with Hilti and stuff. It, it helped guide me along the way of understanding, especially when you're going through an interview process, do I trust the system and the business yep. model that this company has in right. place to, to go along with and work, work for them and truly believe in that product. Right. I think that was, that's kind of helped guide me to where my point is now is like, I, I believe and trust in, in the products that my company has to offer yeah. to my customers. And that's really helped me guide me along and, and knowing that there's, there are procedures in place to help me guide me and to be successful. Right yeah. now I'm in kind of a role that's a little bit newer to my company and within my division. And so they kind of help, uh, you know, they've guided us to get to certain points, but there's a little bit of an unpaved road, which is great because I've been through these kind of experiences before to kind of help set that path yeah. for us to be successful. Well, I remember you, I mean, you were, crucial with us here in the Missouri division with student painters of helping implement new systems and finding those gaps and helping mm -hmm. all of us work together to, to, to get better at those things. Um, you know, and it's funny because it also, for most painting business owners, like a few key things I would recommend having with this is like having number one SOPs in place for your business, right? Number two, having an expectation sheet to leave with people that you interview of say like, here's our company expectations, right? Um, you know, not necessarily with the SOPs, but just here's what you can expect to work here. Here's what's expected of you. Here's what's like, like we will provide for you. Um, you know, I think having work orders for your job sites, like if you can have those few things in place, um, you know, I think that that is, that is key. Mm -hmm. you know, for, for most business owners. And it's funny because as we're growing out, cause I, you said you were gonna ask me this question. So I'll just answer for you, for you. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, as we're growing, like that was one thing that, you know, for me, it was like, I have to put our processes and systems in place and I have to build the systems and I have mm -hmm. to build all of these things. Right. So like everything that I teach our clients, like I'm doing for my own business too. Yeah. Right. Like I want to make that very clear. This isn't one of those things where I'm like, Hey, you should do this. And then I'm just in the background, not doing it. Like I'm creating SOPs for our advisors. I'm creating the resources we need. I'm creating the systems that, you know, as we grow and we're nearing 50 clients and, and growing to a hundred down the road, like the systems that I had when I started out and had 10 clients don't work anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, guess what? Like we are at the next level now. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think as business owners, your systems are going to evolve as you grow. Um, yeah. Like but, you said earlier, it's, it's a living document, right? Yeah. What you did in the beginning will work, but yeah. you have to evolve that to be able to be successful and right. to continue to grow, especially if that's where you're wanting to go. Yeah. Now there are some people who in businesses out there like, no, I'm content. This is where I want. And that's great. I'm at the peak and that's totally fine as well too. Yeah. I, I'm great at this, this is what I've been successful at and I'll continue down this path. And maybe I do branch off and do give responsibility yeah. to someone else to kind of run their own stuff. But if not, you know, if you want to continue to grow, that needs to evolve. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. So, well, Ted, I appreciate you being here. Is there any other like things you want to throw at me? Any curveballs? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm giving you the chance. No, no, no. I, I was going to take it easy. Okay? I know. I was going to say, I mean, work hard, play hard. That's got to be yeah, the motto of go. life. That was our motto <laughs> with student painters. I still love that. 
love that motto. Um, but no, I really appreciate you being here and doing this. I'm glad we could have a good, healthy, productive conversation for the listeners. Um, for the first time, probably in a while. Yeah. I don't like, I <laughs> can't, us. I don't know what's the second we stop the record button here. Like, I don't know what's going to come out, but it's not going to be professional and, no. and helpful for people. So we should probably wrap this up now. So, um, have a great rest of the day, man. I appreciate you doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yep. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.